roses are red, April is gray, the next time you leave your house. It's gonna be May. Oh, gosh, dude. That's... <laughs> I need glasses. I couldn't see it was Justin Timberlake until... Quarantine day one. Little Debbie. Quarantine day 14. <laughs> Big Debbie. Big Debra. <laughs> Big Debra. <laughs> I mean, I've gained almost 10 pounds. I'm on the just opposite. Just since it started. I'm on the opposite of that, dude. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's good. Not really, because I, you know, I didn't eat my first meal until like 4.30 today. Yeah. 4.15. I had a busy day at work, but. Yeah. Oh, Quentin Tarantino or Tentin Quarantino? <laughs> there's, there's a tent. Got it. Toilet paper alternative. Sliding down the railing. I saw one that was pretty funny. Uh, It's like the CDC has confirmed over the last week that more people have been exposed to this than coronavirus. And it's a picture of... Have you seen the the actual picture when he's not clothed? No. (laughs) It's pretty bad, dude. Oh, God. (laughs) Somebody just photoshopped clothes on him? Yeah, someone put it back on him, I guess. Oh, yeah. Important announcement. To avoid infection, people must not cough near you. They must be far. If they cough near you, tell them to far cough. <laughs> far cough, everyone. Dude, I've seen, I have seen a bunch of videos of people getting clocked for coughing on people on purpose. Did oh, yeah. You see the one with the, um, the grocery store clerk, and he cold cocks this guy from behind because he was, like, yelling at somebody and coughed. Oh, really? And he, like, ran over. You, you you see him fly in and hit the guy into the frame. Which is, like, that's just, that's stupid, too, because, yeah. I mean, you sock the guy and get blood all over your hand. Well, you know, yeah, how, you're right. How does this, it's stupid for the guy to cough on someone. That's absolutely disrespectful, especially in this time. Yeah, Precious, that's just nonsense. But, but also, like, socking the guy is probably not going to help the situation. No. No, you're right. It was oddly satisfying, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's always great to see someone get KO'd. You ready to roll? Yeah, well... Let's, uh, I'll leave that. We'll just do... Yeah, it's kind of like our intro to the intro. Yeah, casual, casual beginnings. Episode 15, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. What Devak? What Devak? That's the name of the, uh, the episode. What Devak? And if you didn't get the reference already, it's COVID spelled backwards. So because the world is upside down, it is completely upside down. Yeah, man, we are living in some interesting times. It's super unprecedented, and then at times kind of scary. Yeah, you're just like it's it's the uncertainty of it. Yeah, the fear of the unknown. Kind of equated it to. I was thinking about it a couple weekends ago, and I'm like, man, this is like the uncertainty, kind of like nuclear war. Yeah. Like World War Three is it? World War Three is you know, Cold War esque. Hopefully, World War Three is not in anywhere near or distant future. Mm-hmm. But if it were, it kind of feels like that in a way, like because you're just you just don't know when things are going to get better or kind of back to normal, and you're. You know, based on the numbers, it sounds like we're kind of not even to the peak of this thing yet. So, Still a long yet way our, to go. our state governments are kind of, you know, at least here in Washington are on lockdown or, you know, 
stay home, stay healthy. Yep. California's similar. Oregon's somewhat similar as well. And Idaho, you know, their governor ordered, I think, a three-week stay-at-home order, and that was longer than Washington. So Interesting. Yeah. It's all kind of all over the map. It's all over the map, man. It's crazy times. And we'll, you know, this episode will, there'll be a lot of COVID-19 conversation about how it's affected this sports and entertainment industry. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are probably tired of hearing about that, but yeah, we're all living in this same society right now that's affected by it. And it's a global issue too. So, you know, I wish that we were talking about sports and maybe a brighter light right now, but I think that there's enough to talk about and the uncertainty of everything moving forward and what maybe we could look forward to that it was important to get on the uh, mics while also being socially distant from ourselves. I think we're six feet apart right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Totally. And and also to anticipate like what you were mentioning about getting some sort of like normalcy involved. You know, we got the initial shock of all of these different measures and now it's let's let's prepare for when it's not gonna be like right. And kind of think about that. Right, right. So So I guess what have you been up to, man, in this time of uncertainty? So what have you been doing to pass the time? How has it affected your your work life, your home life? So I'm still going to work. Okay. Um one of our customers is actually a government agency. So we supply some sort of homeland security esque products. And okay. so that's okay. gotta stay mm-hmm. or gotta continue. And we also make medical devices. So they that's one of the exception lists if you're yeah and so not much has changed for me other than the fact that no one's there when i go into work Mm -hmm. and so um a little bit less traffic on the commute and everything uh jujitsu's obviously closed down that's a bummer yeah um but you know i find myself kind of like you know not a lot has changed my i don't young kids and and young family i don't have like a whole ton of freedom to begin with so yeah. I'm kind of always on quarantine, yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm always at home. So yeah, it just you know I'm I feel good, I feel happy because you know I finish some books, I just hang here, get some stuff done around the house, whatever, and I don't have to feel bad about it. You totally. know, I don't have to feel like I'm yeah. foregoing some sort of you know lifestyle or something. Yeah, that's but good. It, it's good, man. We've been watch we watched Onward with the kids, the new uh, new Disney flick. It was amazing. This Chris Pratt and uh, okay. Tom Holland, sweet, and it was just good. We watched The Gentleman, which is that Guy Ritchie film, which you've seen, right? I have not seen it yet. I oh, will, you, I, yeah, okay. I, I I will put it on my list of to watch. So that was unless you think it sucks. It was a good watch. I thought it was fun for sure. Yeah. It's not his like best movie ever, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's definitely not his worst. What do you think his best movie is ever? That's a tough one. I I love Snatch, but I also liked Rock and Rolla. A mm, lot. Rock and roll is awesome. Yeah. And then you can Lockstock's a guy Richie film, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's hard not to pick that one because it kind of kicks everything off mm-hmm. and it feels the most authentic. Yeah. But I think for like a full grade Hollywood movie, I think I'm gonna go snatch. Yeah. 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 What about you? Um <clears throat> Snatch is definitely I mean, that's a solid pick. I I just always divert to Lockstock because nice. like you said, it kind of starts it all off and yeah. One of his earlier films still has like guys like Statham in it. It was like yeah. you know, years ago, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that film a lot. 
speaking of, today on our team call, we had a our icebreaker, our team icebreaker was pick the best movies for the following three actors. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Matthew McConaughey, Nick Cage. So you picked three movies? I picked three, yeah. Okay. Some people decided not to uh, pick like a, a a movie for Nick Cage because I guess there's been a couple people that haven't ever seen any of his movies, which was oh, that, mind boggling. That's hard to do. Mind boggling to me. Well, give me your picks first for, for those, those three. three. Yeah. So for McConaughey, I'm probably gonna say my favorite role. He was in The Gentleman, um, but I would I liked him in Mud. That was my fi- that was my pick. oh nice nice I I think that that it's a great movie he should have probably won an Oscar for that yeah that movie was just it felt like the just everything felt so real about it it was it, great it was just a great movie and then Mark Wahlberg that's a tough one but I kind of like I mean he has a lot of supporting roles too. Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess just by default, I'm going to say that football movie, Invincible. Yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, I picked Lone Survivor. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. And interesting fact about that one, he gave up half of his salary for that movie in order for Ben Foster to be casted. That's awesome. He he he's like he like likes Ben Foster that much. He was like, I, he has to be in this film. I will give up half my salary. So that would be a hard movie to shoot too. I know, right? That so, would be a project. So, <clears throat> and then what's the, I didn't know that until after I watched the film, but I think that kind of aided in my like. Yeah, that's his best movie, dude. Like, he like is the whole package. As, yeah, like he, selfless act. He wanted yeah. this specific actor to be a part of this production, uh, and it was a fantastic film too. Um, you're on the edge of your seat the entire oh, man. time. Yeah, that movie gave me serious stress. <laughs> but uh, wh- what was the third? Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah. Ah, man. I guess I'm gonna say that New Orleans Protocol, the Bad Detective. Mm. Have you seen that one? It's dark, but it's good because he plays. Is that Mandy? That recent one that he just came out with? No, this one's kind of old. This one's a few years old. Hmm. It's called Bad Detective. Oh, it's called Bad Detective. Okay. Yeah, it is Bad Detective, New Orleans Port of Call. Okay. So it's got like that subtext I title. I and you said it's super dark? Yeah, it's about, he gets, he's a detective in New Orleans. Okay. And Katrina hits. Mm-hmm. And then it's, the, it's his story after that. Okay. I liked it a lot. It's just, it was one of those where you can't tear your eyes from the screen because you can't believe what you're watching. But yeah. it was, it, it, that's probably mine. Okay. I'm, what, what's, yours? Lord, what's yours? Lord of War. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So we agreed on Mud. What was your Marky Mark? Did you already say? Yeah, Lone Survivor. Yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. sorry. But there's so many, dude, those guys combined probably have done 100 and. 20, oh, 30, man. 40, maybe even 200 movies combined. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. But like, they, if you think about that, it's just, there's so, and you, there's not a wrong answer. Um, no, no, you're right. It's preference for everyone, but it was interesting that we both agreed on McConaughey. I know, that's cool. I like it. I like it. A lot of people, what did, uh, some people said Interstellar for that one. Okay. Um, 
I think someone said how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, shut up, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was a, that was a cool icebreaker. What's up with you, yeah, man? I just, I just heard a puppy barking. You have a oh, new, yeah, that's you have right. a new puppy. Big, yeah, current events. We got a, a little Australian shepherd, drove down to Pendleton, got her, and she was the size of a football, but fluffy. And then we got her home, and she's been great. I mean, she's making a bunch of noise right now, but that's, there's some, some something's going on. But <laughs> it, she's been great. It's been a really good experience for everybody, for the kids. To see them get exposed to a dog and a dog that nips at them and isn't always fun for them, yeah, you know, yeah, it's good to get that going. And then um, my wife has never had a dog, so she's really enjoying that That's whole. That's awesome. Yeah. That's no, awesome. it's 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 cool. Her name's Lola, and and we I'm really happy we she's did it. She's pretty adorable. I'll tell you that. Thanks, man. Yeah, everybody loves her because she a uh, she's a little fluffy. You yeah, know? she's a little fluffball for sure. You're right. That was my big my big deal. Sorry. No, I meant we, we I wanted to make sure that you told us about it. Yeah, because it's because I walked deal. into the house and I was like, oh, there's a dog here now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she peed a little bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> submissive wedding, whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. You hit us. What uh, was current in the? Oh man, sharp yeah. It's realm. it's. Uh, I've been passing the time playing fifa <laughs> it's become uh, a bad habit god i hadn't and you got sucked into the microtransactions I, yeah, a little I, I got sucked into the microtransactions of it yeah i hadn't played in like two years and i was like you know what it was probably like four to five weeks ago i was just like this is before all this stuff happened and i went and got a pizza <laughs> and there was a GameStop right next door and i'm like you know what i'm gonna nerd out tonight Pizza and video games. So I went and bought FIFA 20. It was on sale. I'm like, I'm, you know, three months into it. So you're not paying the $59.99 for yeah, a new Yeah, no, that makes no sense. So I'm like, okay, well, then I have a little bit of wiggle room to decide if I want to put, like, money into the game. And I did. <laughs> uh, not, you know, anything irresponsible like I used to. But it's enough to, <laughs> it's, it's enough to like, you know. Maybe get we a little should, head start. Yeah, I get a little head start. So yeah, I've uh, been Sorry. playing a lot of FIFA. The gameplay is a little different than it used to be, which I actually am liking. At first, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this, and then I'm like, Nah, this is way better. You can win way more playing than you used to be able to. Like way more stuff. There's like, there's objectives that you have to meet. Oh you know, yeah, in order yeah. to complete each day or complete over a period of time in order to get this reward. So. Yeah, daily, daily, yeah. Daily objectives. They, they do a good thing. job with that kind of stuff yeah. to keep you logging in. So, yeah, FIFA's kept me kind of busy. I wouldn't say that's a good thing, but I went fly fishing last weekend for the first time. Little video games is all right, man. Yeah. Everybody's got to veg <laughs> once in a while. Like, there's no difference that, you know, I think, I feel like our generation's going to really release that stigma yeah. of like whatever your thing is, relax doing your thing. You totally. Know? So, yeah. Anyways. And I think our generation too, like as you know, I you have kids already, but as I have kids, like that'll be something I'll be able to like maybe use as like a, hopefully not too often, but as a bonding tool because like oh yeah. We're the generation that came kind of like came up with video games. Yes. So naturally, you know, our kids will be like, 
exposed to video and game systems as well. And we'll be like, this is cool. I can get behind this. I used to do this all the time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't, no, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be the 55-year-old playing video <laughs> games with my 18-year-old kid, but... Dude, but can you imagine, like, if they have, like, 3D projection screens where you're, like, standing in a room and everything's projected around you in 3D? Right. Like, you never know where we're going to be. Right. But, yeah, I went fly fishing last weekend, got out on the water, didn't catch anything, but had a good time out there with the guys. Got a, you ran into the old the uh yeah fishing game fishing game yeah, pulled over checked our licenses make sure we're current and valid and fng good, com- good conversation there gave us a little bit of info on how the water levels came up and the fish are just kind of pooling up in some of the bigger pools so interesting streamers and nymphs were kind of the uh the preferred fly of choice so stuff that sinks Gotcha. Top water stuff. I mean, we only saw a few fish rise over the course of the day. So, uh, yeah, your, your dry fly fishing wasn't very productive, but I sort of just stuck with it throughout the day, no matter what. And yeah. It's said, the whole experience. Yeah. It's the experience and just kind of getting out there. And it's the first time out for the year. So I'm, you can't expect to win them all. Right? No. Oh, yeah. No, you got to get, got to get rolling. Been watching a lot of, you know, Netflix. TV, movies, watch The Kitchen, which is about Hell's Kitchen and this uh, these three women that have to take over like the um, their husband's business because they go to jail for a couple years. Um, so it's got uh, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish. It was yeah. actually a pretty good. Um, it was worth a watch. I don't know if I'd watch it like again. I, I'd say it's worth watching once. That's cool. Goon and Goon 2, Last of the Enforcers. Rewatched <laughs> Goon because I'm like, I haven't seen that movie in quite some time and something tells me I'm going to laugh. And I did. So, uh, and the second one was pretty funny too. So, and it's Liv Schreiber as well in the first one, yeah, right? Yeah, he's in both. Oh, he's in the second yeah, one too. Yeah, he's in the, yeah. That's why they call it Last of the Enforcers, man. Ah, you they're all watch. there. You'll all right. To, I, dude, watch, I should man. catch up on that. I liked the first one. Yeah, it's, um, it's good slapstick humor. Yeah. You know? It's never going to get a good IMDb rating, but. Right. But those are. Those, those are few those and far are, between. Too. Yeah, exactly. And it's I all, mean, it's all preference too. Again, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, Tiger King finished Tiger King, watched it this week, finished it. I mean, it's been the rant and rave of social media. Oh, everybody's uh, talking about it. I saw an it. awesome, awesome meme that had our boy Gardner Minshew in it called the Jaguar King. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was sitting next to a Jaguar, pretty much dressed the same way Joe Exotic is, but, Joe it's, Exotic. but it's Gardner Minshew. The funny thing about that is I could totally see him like dressing up like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he's got- He's got he's, the look. He's just got that sort of like- I'm going like, to wear stringy. whatever the hell I want to wear look. And um, and pull it off in a way, and pull it off, yeah. So that that was a funny meme. Gosh, what else? Just kind of been hunkering down, man, trying to flatten the curve or help flatten the curve. Yep. And yeah, it's been it's been weird without sports. I mean, you hear yes. you you hear a lot about what's going on in the sports world, but it's just there's nothing to watch from a sports standpoint other than Sports Center. What I commend Sports Center and some of these channels, these you know, like NBC Sports, and mm-hmm. they're re-showing a lot of stuff from years past. Yeah, you know, because what else are you going to do in a time of crisis where there's no live events? Speculate, 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 speculate. 
but it also allows us to kind of go take a trip back in time in history, you know? Yes. And remember how things played out. Yes. Well, and just see the culture of everything around an event. Let's say it's uh, an era of NBA champions or it's an era of fighting or whatever. Right. Um, so much is different. Things were different back then. And, and I talked to, um, you know, uh, older colleagues or whoever, and, you know, everybody wants to be all rah-rah. We're going to do the right thing now and act like you would have just snapped your fingers and changed things the way they would have been back in the day. It's not the way it would work. Like, yeah. it's just things yeah. were different, and you wouldn't even, might not even be having that thought, you know, depending oh, totally. on what you were raised in into whatever uh, era we're at. So a little bit of a tangent there, but I think it's great. I think it's awesome to show, to go, like I've been watch, re-watching some fights and things, and you get a different, you get a different perspective. I watched, and these aren't really old fights, but I watched Jones and Reyes because we missed the first couple of rounds. Yeah. I watched uh, Whitaker and Adesanya again. Mm-hmm. And you just, you find yourself walking away with a different, a different idea of, of perception of yeah. how things played out. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool. It's good because. Yeah. The other night, didn't the UFC have like their UFC night where it was yeah. like they were airing all on ESPN Plus, they were airing all their like, these classic fights, like I mean, I think it was Zang some of their and, best pay per views. Zang and Joanna was on there. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's like an instant classic. It, oh my goodness! I guess we could talk about that a little bit, right? Do we? Yeah, talk? we can get down when we get to the UFC. We can talk yeah, a little bit about that. There is that. something to talk about, but yeah. Um, where were we going? I don't. I don't. Know. You mentioned you've been listening to a, a new album. Oh yeah, the weekend. So per a good buddy, Jeff Palachuk. He sent a text message to our group message and said, if you haven't checked out The weekend's new album, it absolutely slaps. Slaps your uh, face I'm, off. I'm confirming that it slaps. <laughs> Slap confirm. Um, whap, whap, whap. It slaps. Um, yeah, I really like it. It kind of, some of, some of it, I mean, it's, he's always kind of had that grittiness to him, like lyrically, but it kind of reminds me of some of his earlier stuff. And that's when I, like, that was the weekend stuff that I really, really, really liked. And I like a lot of his stuff, you know, over the years. But his first, like, album, I think it might have even been, like, an EP. Yeah. Some of the tracks on there, I was just like, whoa. And I remember listening to it. I think, I think Drew actually showed it to me. And he's like, you wait, dude. This guy's going to blow up. And no one knew who he was. And within a year and a half of that, Blew up. Wow. Blew up. Yeah. So he's still uh he's still cutting cutting the tracks, man. He's pretty young, right, for like his career. He's got plenty of time. Yeah. It's cool when you see artists do like kind of transcend themselves and they've they mm-hmm. turn into these different styles within just one person in one yeah. career. And you get this whole spectrum of this of these albums. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I he's need just to a versatile artist too, because like, you know, he can kind of do the, the rap thing a little bit. He's got yeah. an amazing voice. Yeah, one of the coolest voices I've heard, uh, at least a male vocalist, and I don't since Michael. Yeah, I, yeah, it definitely. I think gives he's on. I think he's kind of. Vibes. Yeah, he's kind of like got that. 
I mean, he didn't he re, he redid Dirty Diana. Yeah, which was I remember when Joseph was playing that a while ago, and I was listening to it. I was like, "Is this Michael?" <laughs> well, and it was just like, "What are you? Who is this? What are you listening to?" Yeah, like, yeah. Like, That's the weekend, man. I was like, "God, yeah, that's incredible, incredible." Yeah, yeah. He's talented, man. He's talented. He was in Uncut Gems. Oh, is he? Yeah, for a minute, a little cameo. Yeah, nice. Pretty funny. Um, I also have a new artist um, that I came across that reminds me a lot of like Whiskey Myers slash um, the Marcus King Band. So it's kind of got a blues Southern rock oh, feel cool. to it with some amazing harmonica like parts. Um, it's a band called Bishop Gun. Interesting. And uh, yeah. I've been listening to them a lot lately. So if you're kind of, if you're, yeah, if you're into like the Whiskey Myers, um, Southern Rock, Blues, uh, I'm trying to think who else that they're similar to. Um, a little bit of like a, the feel, a feel of like, uh, the Johnson Brothers, which is, uh, Chris Stapleton's like rock band. Southern rock band is what I'd call. Oh, he's in so many side projects. It's crazy, man. Got the Steel Drivers, uh, Johnson Brothers, Zone Project. Um, so now he's collaborating with like big artists like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you know, that, say something, say something, say. You know, that's I don't know, man. I've been so unplugged lately, and I'm not. I'm freaking slacking. Bishop Gun, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Rage Against the Machine obviously got canceled. Yeah, uh, Tyson was going to go to that. So was Jeff. Jeff had tickets. Damn, that sucks. And Drew. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I was. we were going to go to Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers at the Gorge, but they postponed all of their dates from, I think, the third week of April through the end of May. Dude. So... That's, You're just—it's just such a tear to the normal routine of everything. Well, and we were supposed to go to Europe. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to go to Europe, and man, that's not. Yeah, it's just probably boom, snapped on. Premier League's suspended through April 30th, which would only leave three games left. So I just tend to think that they're just gonna postpone the rest of the season. And- yeah, call it a wash. You know, you know. I mean, at this rate, you tell every athlete, "Hey, go home." Have that surgery you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get cleaned up. Get rehabbed well, up. Well, yeah, that's that's the kind of the the danger in starting these leagues back up. Yeah. At, at, at like a week's notice. Like, like people, yeah. yeah. Like, because they can't, they can't, like, they're not, I know a lot of them aren't practicing. Yeah. You know, like, you can't just go right back into to just playing full speed. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that's a good call. Like, pick a new date and just be like, hey, we're starting that season over now like mm-hmm. you just we call it the co- the year of the covid and you mm-hmm. freaking cancel it all yeah so but who knows yeah yeah it's definitely uh affecting the sports and entertainment industry yep um amongst i mean a, a lot of it's affecting every industry well let's start with do you want to start with the nfl and just go through yeah. that yeah yeah so we the, can, i mean i guess the, one the, of the with, biggest things for april like yeah apparently Apparently, 
this is one of those events that has not been canceled yet, but the NFL draft is still scheduled to happen at the end of this month. Which they might still be able to do that without really having a whole bunch of people around. Well, right now they're saying it's, they're, they're going to do it with people. That's cool. But I, I, I just don't. If we're two to three weeks away from the peak of it in America, what they're saying, where it'll peak before it starts to decline, then you're potentially right in that, because I think it's the, the weekend of April 23rd, you'd have to look at a calendar, but I'm pretty sure it's the weekend of April 23rd that the draft was scheduled to happen. You know, that's 23, 24 days away from now. So essentially three weeks. So if they say it's going to peak in two to three weeks, then at the worst time you're asking people to go out. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, if they said, we're just, it's going to happen, but we're going to, we're going to have like, it's be limited to just like production crew. Yep. Goodell's going to go out there. He's going to do it like in front of a camera. There will be no clapping in the background or people like. Or people booing him. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they could figure out a way to do it so that like remotely there's someone calling in. Like a former Dallas Cowboy is calling in to, you know how they do that where and with the, you know, 56 pick in the 2020 NFL yeah. draft, uh, this the Dallas Cowboys selected. It'd be cool if they could get enough people, like they could do it remotely. Yeah. Just like we've talked about work, you know, going yep. to just complete remote work. It would be very interesting to see if they could pull that off. I still think they could, and, and you know, with the safety of fans, guys that are entering the draft. You know, there's so th- that's, that's what the question to. I want to I want to get ask you is I want to hear what you say how it will affect the players' draft stock or what's an example of something. Well, with this situation, it's really fluid, right? A guy right now who is entering the NFL draft may not have, and you know, my hope is that no one you know, entering the draft is going to battle or face symptoms of COVID-19. But what happens if a guy comes to the draft, they, they, they say, hey, we're having it. People will show up. Players can, maybe it won't make it mandatory, but I, I assume if you're a first round pick and if you're comfortable with it, then you're going to go. Well, it's just the way that this disease is spread is, a lot of people are walking around with it, have no symptoms whatsoever. So that's what's scary. And yeah, athletes are typically one of the more healthier people. Um, but we're seeing, and we're seeing a lot of athletes in the world recover from it already. But if there's that just unknown, like, oh, he's got a little bit of a respiratory issue, you know, maybe he doesn't even know about it. I'm sure he's passed physicals and stuff. Right. But you just, it's, the slightest chance now you're putting a guy at risk and maybe it's just he gets exposed to it because he went to the grocery store one day prior to the draft two weeks ago shows up to the draft happens to like you know experience symptoms while he's there or a few days prior can't come to the draft now all of a sudden he's faced with 
well, I've got this life, potentially life-threatening disease. Am I going to be picked in the first round or the second round or even yeah. the fourth round like yeah. I was What's supposed the psychological to? psychological effect of that? Yeah. So, it, it, well, and not just the psychological, but like how teams are have, have, will have to address that if I just think it... <laughs> The fact that it's still like Goodell has this plan that it's still going to go on, you know, in the same capacity that it would have, it seems like a pipe dream. Like they're going to have to make, and maybe they're just doing that to see if over the next two weeks things change drastically. Maybe they drastically get better and enough people help, you know, flatten the curve. See signs of that already, you know. Yeah, and right now each each day the numbers aren't really getting better. Right, they've they've progressively gotten worse. So. I'm, you know, I put the a bullet point up there about insurance policies. Like, what well, what happens if a guy is slated to be a first round pick and he falls? I mean, the money associated with that. Oh, guys, it's it's crazy. Guys, guys take out insurance policies. So I, I would be, I would venture to guess like, there's maybe more of that ongoing with knowing that. Well, so what happens between now and April 23rd if I come down with this and all of a sudden I become a third round pick and I was slated to go in the first because I came down with COVID-19 and I'm talking about worst case scenario. I'm not saying any of this could happen. I just, no, it's it's a, it's a possibility, you know, it's just Um, an example of what, yeah, of how it, how it's affecting the sports world. Yeah. Right. And it would, I mean, I would say this when we're talking about, you know, the NCAA and the NBA, like later on when like, you know, the guys that didn't even really get to finish their season, how is it going to affect the underclassmen that was potentially going to enter the yep. draft? Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, these are all these, these mind boggling, like this is where the thread begins to unyarn mm-hmm. everything of like, and you unpack this issue and there's, there's chaotic amount of pathways. Oh yeah. To, to, yeah. That could end up happening. And there's a point later that remind me, I have something regarding like the NBA season that I want to talk about later on with the idea that it could potentially like restart. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if things got better, I have an interesting point on like how this could all change everything for a lot of, a lot of the sports industry, like long-term pull up a mock draft. Let's, let's take a look at uh, what they're saying. Assuming that, you know, this draft happens, talk about some actual player stuff and where they might end up. Instead of all this COVID nineteen stuff, because we'll continue to talk about that yeah. in the episode. Let's go with the three round. The th- go back, the second one in. Yeah, I like that a lot. Joe Burrow, staying Your in boy the, in the, staying in Ohio. That'd be cool. I, I don't see how the Bengals can't take him. Oh man, no kidding. But they still have. Um, yeah, it's going to depend on where Andy Dalton ends up, though. I don't think he wants to stay there. I think he was pretty... Dude, I would take him as a backup. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. That'd be great. I'd take Jameis as a backup. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good fit. But it's tough to like... I mean, Jameis was a first-round pick. Wasn't he the first pick in the draft? Yeah, he was the number one overall. Because who was it with him in that year? They're saying uh, Tua... Going to Miami. Yeah, I see that. That what? What's the synopsis there? Let me let me read that real quick. 
Oh, it's a mock trade from Detroit. They're saying that they'll move up from, I think they're at five. Scroll down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, they would swap spots. I could see that. They might move up. Jerry Judy to the Jets. Some much-needed firepower there at the wide receiver position. That's interesting. I kind of like that fit. Ah, oh, C.D. Lamb. I don't no. want to have to see that guy twice a year. No. Oh, man. Henry Ruggs. There's your boy. To the Broncos. like that fit. Ooh, th- that's interesting. The Jordan Love QB. Uh, oh, yeah. To, What's to, going to, on there? But, you know, the Fools just got traded. Mm, mm, mm. All right. So. They need some. They might, you know. That's long have, have, Yeah, it could it could be a just like, hey, we need some competition at the quarterback position in case this Gardner thing doesn't work out. But Trevon Diggs, okay. The Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's that kid's legit, man. He had an awesome combine. Uh, go back up. Jalen Rager to the Vikings. He's a Yatura Gross Matos huh. to the Hawks, the edge guy from Penn State. Yeah, they've been talking about that that one a lot. It's between him and I think that Clowney resigning will probably determine yeah. whether we take it. We probably will go defensive line first round no matter what. Yeah. Um, unless there's, but I mean, we did bring. Er- we did, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but we we bought, uh, brought Bruce Irvin back. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, there's you know I never really felt like we should have let him go originally, but yeah, it is it what was, it is. I I don't think that I don't think that it was working out, and then we just we had a plethora of guys. Oh man, yeah, back then. So yeah, we still had Bennett. I think Chris Carson was still there. I mean, we were we were flush. I'd like to see the second round here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, ooh, T. Higgins to the Colts. That's a great fit. Oh, Jake Eason to the Bears. Trubisky and Foles, <laughs> and they take. I don't. I don't. I don't see how that's going to happen, but I could be wrong. Oh, the other guy that I heard the the Hawks rumored to be interested in, and sounds like he slipped to the second. Is that AJ Epinesa kid? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a junior out of Iowa. He can play on the inside too, so we always like versatility. Two eighty-five at the combine. Jalen Hurts to the Pats. The, uh, that's interesting because there's been those rumors about the Pats potentially trading for Deshaun Watson. Oh, and <laughs> I saw someone say the Pats try to trade for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, the league should just veto it. I know, dude. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That uh, that is funny. I mean, yeah. Well, and also, they, they, Bill they, O'Brien is just the worst, the worst at his job. If that happens, yeah. If if he lets that happen, then. But I don't know. Deshaun might be pissed about that whole Hopkins trade. Oh, so. I I would be. You're one of arguably the best receivers in the league at the time, and mm-hmm. you just let him go mm-hmm. after letting Clowney go the season before. Replaced him with Randall Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which. Actually, that might be a good place for Cobb to sort of revitalize his career, get back to those early days in Green Bay where he was, I think he's just been plagued with injuries. And so 
if he can reestablish himself and stay healthy for an entire season, he could be a good slot guy. Oh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Gosh, his dad was just in the league like three years ago. He's a sophomore, and they're projecting him in the second round. That is incredible. He's that good, huh? Man, is Miami just shooting for the fences in this mock? I don't know. Trading for New Orleans? They have... They have like three first. We talked about this last last yeah. episode, right? They get like three first round picks. Oh, there you go. John Simpson to the Hawks with their uh, second pick in the uh, second round. Offensive lineman out of Clemson, six four three twenty one. Yes, I don't mind that. With how much we've addressed the offensive line in free agency. It still could happen, but I see that being, we'll probably take that chance like in the third or fourth. I think we'll address a different position in the second round. In the second. We'll, we'll see. Oh, here we go. Oh, here's the other Another one. Another O-line. Prince Tego Wanagoho. I don't know much about this kid. Auburn Senior. Offensive lineman. Two offensive linemen back-to-back. Man, they just think that we're just going to stack the O-line. Yep, and at the end. And that's before we even get to the third round. This is the third round, right? Yeah. Bryson Hopkins, tight end, after just signing Greg Olson and getting back Will Disley. Uh, I think that sometimes these mocks get put together and they just don't they just necessarily understand team needs. They're looking at like maybe best guy available at that point. Oh, the old auto draft. Based on, based on team needs. But between Olsen... Disley won't be back, but he'll be back at some point this season. Hollister played well. Yeah, Hollister played surprisingly reliable. That's the other thing that's interesting about this, too, because with COVID in the mix now, you don't know how quickly you're going to be able to go back to team activities. Yeah. Like spring OTAs, probably not happening. No. Yeah. Which means... All these guys, right, are going straight into training camp. Dude. So <laughs> it's, rough. it's it's kind of the concept behind why, and we'll get to this later too, but or maybe we'll just go into it. Yeah, let's, let's but, hit it. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why Seattle took um, Philip Dorsett mm. and signed him, you know, signed him for free agency because – now you're okay. You know you're gonna probably maybe before this all happened, you were planning on addressing wide receiver position in the draft. Instead, I'm knowing not knowing when we're gonna get back to team activities and get them to like these rookie guys to where they need to be to play pro ball. <laughs> I'm probably gonna take a chance on a veteran in a free agency contract. Yeah. Then a kid who's coming straight out of college where I'm like, I don't know. He might not be ready until the following season. Right. You know what I mean? It's just going to take more time for him to acclimate to the game speed, everything. So that's, I think, uh, I think that changes the dynamic of the draft a little bit too. Is yeah. Who's, what positions are you going to address that maybe you would have addressed had this not, and maybe it's for some organizations, maybe it's business as usual. Yeah. But, I think that's why you've seen Seattle so, you know, aggressive in free agency. I mean, they've made a lot of moves already, and it could be part of this whole. We just don't know when we're going to be back to yeah 
practice. And, and you're not going to take a runner on a bunch of new guys who are green. Like you want to, you want to work with some people that you don't have to break yeah. those initial lessons. And I think there's still, I think they're still super high on John Ursua. Yeah. I mean, we could, he might have a come out party this year. Yep. You know, uh, but Dorsett can fly. And like for what we had to pay him, it was a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, he, that, He's he's fully capable of being a a good good target for us, and it helps us stretch the field more too. Because now we've got three guys who can burn, man, Dude. burn. Like Dorsett's a four three guy, Lockett four three guy, Ugh. Metcalf four three guy. Yeah, so fastest wide receiver corp ever. One we'll of see. them. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see that. So what um, do you what do you think? Uh, is going to happen with Clowney? I'm jumping around a little bit, but I want I want to know. Uh, it sounds like he wants to be in Seattle, but yeah. he's just the market is not enormous like he thought it was going to be for him, which is good for us. Yeah, it's it's good for us. I tend to think that they're going to have to make a move and cut somebody, and it oh. might be an unexpected cut that's like to make room so that we can pay him because I. And we might do another. We might do a one-year deal where it's like a prove-it yeah. deal, you know. Show us that, you know, he hasn't been a sack artist, but he's been very disruptive and allowed for other sacks to happen. He's a good piece. The fact that we got, you know, Irvin coming in, we kept Jaron Reed. That was huge. We talked about that last year. Where I was like, yeah. Jaron Reed is, regardless of like, you know, the suspension and. You know, some of the off the field, you know, the tweeting that is like, does, you know, he kind of had a fit when Frank Clark was traded, sort of felt like he, you know, was going to demand the money in free agency and turned out the market was right around what, you know, we had offered. I think we ended up offering him about a million dollars more than our initial. Oh. And he, he thought he was at like 12 to 13 and I think we settled on like 11, five. Don't quote me on that, but we can look it up at a later time. But that, you know, the I think Clowney wants to be in Seattle. Having those pieces probably helps the situation too, knowing that we'll still have a. And you know, if we can add a couple pieces here through the draft, and who knows, maybe Collier, L.J. Collier turns out to you know be a better prospect than he's shown so far. And there's there's a couple there's still some names in free agency that are available that we could get on the interior side that would make our our pass rush formidable. I tend to think that he'll end up signing with Seattle. I just don't think that it's going to be for the money that he, he thought, wanted. He thought, yeah. or even really we thought. I think it's me closer to like yeah. Everybody was projecting for that position. It was going to be a huge market year. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's, it's not. not and you know what? Through all this too, he probably has all the reason to sort of wait. Yeah, there's no rush to like accept a deal. No, it, it's all on the the pressure is more on the organization than it is him because he could sit here and say, "Why would I do that? Why? I mean, I could draw this whole thing out until July if I wanted to, and then it's going to be a matter of if I'm in shape and you know what I'm capable of, you need me, you're going to pay me. Yeah, yeah. So. He might choose to just wait. He, it sounds like he's not in a hurry. So mm. I don't know if that's good or bad for us, but 
he has made it known that he wants to he'd love to stay in Seattle which okay. it it you could tell that it seems like it's oh how do i say jump started the career a little bit more he was yeah. already awesome i mean we knew how disruptive he was coming out of college he's been pretty effective in Houston at times but there was always this sort of contract looming thing and then some injury stuff so anyways we are having Dwayne Brown there already I think helped the situation because they were teammates in Houston oh cool so that was part of the reason we were able to get him to uh Seattle but we'll see man I think they came to him tomorrow and said we'll give you 19 million for a year you probably take it yeah which is a lot man that's a a lot for a defensive end but that's where the market is these days man that's the article i read mid-season last year about the do about the difficulty of getting excited about clowny stain mm-hmm. because of just what the, where the numbers are at and yeah. what you can yeah. even pull off so just don't get your hopes up yeah they're gonna they're probably gonna have to shift some stuff around restructure a guy's contract maybe cut somebody um, cause it's, you know, it's gotta, has to make sense, make sense from a cap standpoint too. So we'll see, man. Pretty interesting. They've signed a few offensive linemen. If you click that link, you can actually see, uh, all the moves we've made so far. Greg Olson. Yep. That was Greg a good Olson. ad. Courtesy of Russell Wilson. Cedric Oboe is oh actually how you say it. Oh, okay. Pretty sure he was a. Former was he a former first round pick? Twenty first overall pick. Yep, in twenty fifteen. Yep, yep, former first round pick. I'm pretty sure Brandon Shell was, wasn't he? Might not say. Shell might not have been, but he's been recruited to basically replace Ifedi. And it sounds like athletically they're very similar. Okay. So you know, maybe we have him graded out as a little better. Uh, Bruce Irvin. We traded for B.J. Finney from uh, Pittsburgh, who started Ooh. at center. Nice. I think there for them for a while, and offensive guard. Oh, we Actually, we didn't trade for him. We did sign him. That's right. I'm thinking of somebody else. My bad. Yeah, four of his 13 career starts came last year, and he played pretty well from what I understand. Luke Wilson's back. Yep. Luke Wilson. Jaron Reed. Yep. Chance Warmack. Uh, pretty sure that was a former first first rounder as well, if I'm not mistaken. And yep, it continues the trend of Seahawks yep. adding first, first round rounders talent. from the draft. <laughs> first round talent, Dorsett, like you were mentioning, that's us so far. Yeah, and then I they, like they, it, they, dude. They trade the big trade for Quentin Dunbar. It seems like it's going to be a. It's going to happen. Well, no, it, it already did. They uh, traded a fifth-round pick for the guy that graded out as the second-best corner per oh, pro football I focus. I did see that in the league, dude. right behind Richard Sherman. For a f- yeah, contract negotiations, I think, kind of caused that. Like he was like, yeah, "I want a contract," you know. Yeah. He played really well, dude. But he also, you know, played against the likes of backup talent. Yeah. over the course of the season. But he he'll replace Trey Flowers. Opposite the, of Shaq. It, so that's the initial thought. He could play both. He might, who knows? Like, if they think Trey's better, I don't think they think Trey's better than Shaq. I don't. But 
he's going to challenge for either one of those spots. He can play some slot. Okay. I don't know that they'll put him there because of his size. I think that they're going to like him in a on Trey's side and Shaq on the left, and then you know with Quandre and Bradley McDougald. It it's shaping up. It's not going to ever be the Legion of Boom, but it's. I mean, it's a formidable. It's a new look. Secondary, Seattle secondary. Yeah. yeah. And and we still. I mean, we got guys like we haven't even seen the best of Ugo Amadi yet. Nope. I think he'll end up playing a lot of slot this year, actually. So we'll have some depth, and I, I love don't it. don't count it out either. They could absolutely draft a corner in the first round, dude. I love it, man. I like those just those signings there. I mean, there was like three offensive linemen in there mm-hmm. already. They're addressing the offensive line. A little bit of the defensive. A little line. bit of the defensive line. Hopefully, we can secure Clowney in a at least a one year deal. Yep. So yeah, man, it's it's shaping up to be an interesting offseason for the Seahawks. And again, I think part of this activity is I mean, it was probably already planned, but yeah. a lot of it might be due to the circumstances and just not knowing like how quickly are we gonna be able to get back to practice, you know? When is this social gathering yeah. thing gonna be biased to the point where we can actually resume physical activity? Yep. So do their jobs. NBA, they they cut off the NBA right when I was just starting to watch the most NBA I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, man. Whoa. I, I just set all my notifications, too, for the rest of March and April of all the games I wanted to watch. Just the game start notifications. It's like, damn. Did you just put that in your, like, iCal? Um, no, I did it just through the ESPN app and turned on notifications. So Gotcha. It, um... It was pretty slick, so anytime the Pelicans started or whatever I wanted to watch. Give you a little heads up. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. Because I used to do it, reminders, you know. Yeah. If it So this is interesting because the NBA, it's postponed. Mm-hmm. But technically, they could resume should things get much, much better. Okay. I'm thinking about this, and this is kind of the idea I wanted to bring up and talk about here. Like, Think about if we were watching the NBA finals at the end of July or early August. And and I grew up playing baseball. I love baseball. It's the summer sport that you're always kind of like tuned into. Mm -hmm. But the NBA finals are usually done by what? The first week of June? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like late spring, early summer it ends. What if we were watching basketball through the summer and the finals commenced at the end of July or August. I tend to think that like if you're a sports fan, you might turn around and say this was the best summer of sports I've ever watched. It would be amazing because that rolls right into the kickoff of I, I, I mean, NFL. and that's it, like that's a sport where you can get out people outside playing ball. Yeah. In the middle of summer excited to go home and watch the game and barbecue afterwards. What if this whole COVID-19 thing changed the landscape of the NBA forever in where we're not starting until November or December around the holidays? We just market the hell out of the holiday season with the NBA. Yeah. And our season now runs through the end of July. Yeah. 
Yeah, they. It's just weird to think about um, how much is tied into it from a commercial standpoint, and what what a lot of networks and a lot of people are like. You give me my damn holiday games. You know what I yeah. mean? I want those viewer numbers. Oh yeah, around Christmas. I, see, that's Eve. what I'm saying. I don't think you, you you already get those holiday numbers, right? Yeah. I'm saying, why don't you just push it back the start of the season to later? Yeah. You know. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you make the preseason a little longer. It just seems like if you pushed it to the point where maybe the first weekend of basketball, and I know that they, you know, don't want to compete with maybe like bowl season and stuff like that, but it's professional sports. I mean, at some point you're going to compete with a lot. There's an overlap, Mm -hmm. right? It just was an interesting thought that I was like, man, can you imagine if you were in. And maybe it's like they don't want to compete with Major League Baseball, but Major League Baseball, if if you're done by end of July, early August, there's still two months, two to two and a half months left of baseball. Three, I mean, if you're really talking about the playoffs. So you're not really like... Encroaching. Yeah. So anyways, it was just something, that was the thought that I was talking about earlier in the gotcha. podcast where I'm like, remind me to talk about this, but okay, similar to how... You know, we're talking about just in our daily lives how this could change our work work life, maybe long term for the better, depending on how long this whole thing lasts. Yeah, maybe it would be a blessing in disguise for the NBA. It could be. It could just force them to change and took too much to move the ship beforehand. Now they're forced to do it, and they mm-hmm. get an opportunity to take mm-hmm. another crack at it. Yeah. I like it. I really like this question. Who's your MVP if the season was officially over tomorrow? It'd be hard not to pick Luca for me. Oh man, because I'm not picking Harden. <laughs> I don't think either one of those guys is is even in contention. No. All right, Giannis. Giannis, you're right. Over, but Braun. some people, yeah, some people, yeah, some people are saying like that last week and a half before this whole thing got shut down, Bronze like play was just so out of control that he, yeah, he was making a push for it. But I think. I think you still have to give it to Giannis. Yeah. So, but that's the sad part. It's like, man, we wish we could have seen, and maybe we still will. Maybe we still will. We get our wish, and the NBA resumes play, and they're playing through June or July. Who knows? Because there was only like a month left of ball, right? Yeah, it was starting to it was starting to shape up there. Like the playoffs were essentially they're, they're seeded. Li- the, yeah, the regular season was going to end next week. I believe the ninth. Or the eleventh was maybe the last NBA huh. game. Yeah, so I think you could start the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like start with if you come back this year. Oh, you're just saying you know play those regular season games. You just go straight to yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, let's just go straight to the playoffs. Yeah, you could year. do you could do that. I think it's only cool, people, but that's what I'm out. thinking. I think it'd be cooler if you actually finish the season, go into the playoffs, because. You just go into the playoffs. You're basically telling like the Pelicans, "Nope, sorry, I know, can't make a run." No, I know, and there's and there's a lot of movement in that in those in the West right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So no, you're it's a, it's a tricky, tricky, tricky. I mean, at a certain point, you kind of got to stick a. I think guys would understand that. Yeah, with you know, this is the decisions that's made. You know, we got to continue to, but we're just going straight into the playoffs. Guys would probably be disappointed, but I think ultimately they'd also understand. But then it's like, well, and you know, it's kind of a once in a lifetime situation. Like, would that ever happen again? Who knows? 
But it's just sort of like, well, you would hope if, if no. we have to have any sort of holdout, right, or halt to our season ever, you can pretty much guarantee we're just going to go straight to the playoffs no matter what. Yeah, it sets the precedence. You want to look at the standings real yeah, quick? Yeah, just so we I haven't looked at them actually in a few days. I guess when I say a few days, it's a couple weeks now. I <laughs> know. <laughs> So shame on me. Yeah, you're right. Portland is one game ahead in New Orleans, and they're you know, a few games ahead of or behind. Yeah, like Memphis. Portland would be out. Yeah, New Orleans wouldn't. You know, they'd be out on the east side. Like, well, look at all it's, these. It's pretty much solidified on the east side, though. Like, well, what's crazy is the Raptors won four, and Milwaukee's one lost three. But you're right; they're so six and a half games behind already. Well, I'm just looking at it from the eight seed on the east side. Mm-hmm. Or, or, oh, the right, Eastern right. Conference, like, very clear. Very clear. Like, there's no Washington. They might not even be able to catch them if they played out the regular season. Probably Orlando's not. on that three-game win streak and Brooklyn, so they're not going anywhere. Yeah. There come Orlando. It is tight on the west side, on uh, the west uh, Western Conference, though, isn't it? Yeah, you've got, well... Nah, three and a half back. Man, Lakers really pulled ahead of LA or the Clips mm-hmm. lately. Gosh, It'll the be, West it, is going to be so much fun to watch this year if they get back to the playoffs. I, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see the Pelicans get in and then have to go play Braun for a series right away and get, get straight up. <laughs> It'd be a fun series, but it, I don't want to see that right now. I want to see New Orleans. Meet I think them all those. Later. I think all those. All those former Lakers probably do though. Oh, they, man, they those were good matchups regular season. Those were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you could tell that New Orleans was like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from one uh, one hoops. basketball from one hoops conversation to another. Obviously, in the midst of all this, we saw for the first time uh, March Madness completely canceled, which is devastating. Not just for fans but for the players there's a lot of guys that are seniors that striving for potential national championship or a run in the ncaa tournament and and the same on the women's side of it too a lot of seniors on both sides men and women's that are have seen their last basketball game played and their season sort of cut short due to all this obviously it's in the best interest of their safety and others but it is unfortunate because, you know, it's ev- something that everyone looks forward to, player or fan or family or friend yeah. of player. You know, this, yep. this time of the year, March Madness is so much culturally, fun to watch. Culturally. And arguably, it's just where you see probably the most competition come out of any sport across collegiate or the professional level because of how fluid it is how continual mm-hmm. it is over a period of time and teams that might be an 11 or 12 seed and they make a run you know yeah. or, or it's even, even momentum mo- yeah it's, it. it's a momentum thing really really fun to watch um and unfortunate that it's uh not happening this year so well, what i think i was talking to um someone today and hopefully a lot of this stuff kind of reinvigorates a lot of things for people like you don't know what you have until it's gone the cliche right now you know i could find myself getting like that a lot like ah there's so much content to consume you know Mm -hmm. forget it all i just wish it would all go away blah 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 blah. totally and uh now it's kind of like you know what i did enjoy the excitement and the conversation around a bracket 
in all of that, even though I wasn't a big college basketball watcher. You know, right, right. You still participated in certain times of the year. And like some for some people, it's like I go hard on St. Patty's Day and some people it's like I go hard on March Madness opening weekend. <laughs> so Hopefully. It's it's just crazy to me, and I think about this now. I'm like, it is March 30th. It'll be March 31st tomorrow. Right. And it the month has come and gone, and I haven't seen any college basketball. It's just weird. It's weird. You know? It's like an empty void. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... Like everybody's kind of wandering and, and around. I, I, like, I ah. empathize with the player side of it, because I can't imagine being one of those seniors or maybe one of those juniors that's like, well, I'm still going to enter the draft. I'm that talented. It's time for me to go. Yeah. I didn't have the chance to win a national championship like I thought we did, but I got to do what's best for me and my family. And then it's like the flip side of that where, okay, I was like a fringe first round pick. Maybe they, a lot of people were maybe talking about me getting drafted in the second round. You know, should I go? Shouldn't I? The NCAA is not uh, granting eligibility for the winter sports, you know, what's classified as winter sports, so basketball. So men and women on both sides of the the hoops uh, situation won't be able to have that extra year of eligibility. However, as of today, they voted and granted that all spring sports athletes will have an additional year of eligibility so because they're they were only a month into I think their season. Right. So like baseball, track and field, maybe soccer on the men's side, I believe. Oh, okay. Golf, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Track and field, I already mentioned that. There's a few. Yeah, I think you baseball, got it. Though. Baseball though, this is probably the, I mean the bigger one. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that won't be played you know like the road to omaha probably won't be played in fact i'm certain it won't that's great for those individuals who were only a month into their season we'll get another year of eligibility but yeah it's good it it does pose the question for a college basketball player who is potentially going pro or you know hoping to have that opportunity to make a run at a ncaa championship so what what can we look forward to, Trev? Well, at this point, there's a, there's a couple on here that we can still look forward to. Super Bowl 55 has not been canceled yet. Woo! So, yes, we can, look forward, we can look forward to that as of right now, assuming things don't get worse. Yeah, assuming we are not in the contagion. Uh, the World Series has not been canceled yet. In fact, I believe Major League Baseball is just looking at a modified season. If they started in May, I believe they'd play 130 games as opposed to 162. They, they laid it out the other night, I believe on ESPN, based on if they were to start on May 15th. If they started the season on May 15th, then play 130 games. If they started it the following week, they'd play maybe 110 games, all the way down to like maybe half of a season. Mm-hmm. There's talk about multiple doubleheaders throughout the season, which would make sense going back to the old American Legion days. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that they're probably, depending on when this, when they're allowed to get like really restarted with that or recommended that, Hey, it's okay. I think that there's going to be quite a bit of the go ahead and proceed 
with playing the games, but you're not playing it in front of a crowd. So, which I think would be cool. Still, I think that'd be cool. It'd be like so raw, you know. It, yeah, but there's so much money then that's involved in that. Yeah, like, like it's why just, put on the show? Yeah, and then you've got, I mean, the season ticket holders saying, "Wait, I I paid this for my season tickets. You know, this is a, I'm I'm not getting this many games." Like yeah. I'm not going to be allowed to come to games. Like yeah. what? What is the organization going to do about giving me my money back? You know, having worked in the sports and entertainment industry and being on that side of the business, I can kind of sympathize and empathize with those fans. Is like, well, I know this is a time where we're all trying to get through, but like, I'm that's my hard-earned money that I don't know. Maybe I split those with a guy, or maybe I sold half of them just so I could afford them yeah over the course of the it gets know. slippery again yeah so so far super bowl 55 world series hasn't been canceled uh the olympics have been postponed the, which to, these are summer right yeah the summer olympics were supposed to happen they've got postponed that the uh athletic or the uh, olympic committee met i think this last week and determined that um they'll postpone them until the summer of 2021 uh, the Indy 500, we can look forward to it. It just won't be, the race won't happen in May. It will now happen in September. Similar to like Bloomsday. Yeah. Bloomsday got moved to September. Yep. I told Drew, I'm like, oh, you lucky mother You don't have to run here in a like, month and a half. You're, you know, getting ready to train prepping. for all that. I'm like, you got six months now. He's like, I know it's great. It's great. I go, then, but then you have less time to train for it the following year. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to get out there and train my ass to run eight miles myself. Been trying to get on. I, I rode. Uh, I rode my bike like twelve miles the other day. Oh snap! That's a good. It's not really that long, like in terms of like, like what a real big. Yeah, what, what's bike what's ride considered like a big ride? You know, gotcha. in the cycling world. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> you know, Lance Armstrong, but yeah. Sorry, I just pulled. I last I saw, there was a couple of races canceled from MotoGP. You mentioned the Indy 500, and it looks like they're just picking back up in May. Yeah, dude, there's everything's canceled, man. Yeah, Formula One, all the Formula One races are the Grand Prix, all that stuff. Those are those are postponed until further notice. Canceled in a lot of situations. Pretty much the only thing that hasn't really been. Full on yeah. shut down is UFC 249. The, dr- the draft. Um, the draft. It's crazy. It is pretty wild. Man, they had a good spring lined up for the UFC, though. A ton, man. And I still think that it'll, we'll, you know, we'll get through this, but it's just going to be different for a while. You know, everybody just focus on, <clears throat> focus on improving yourself and however you can. And if, the, if you're any of these pro athletes, I mean, the smartest thing you're doing is rehabbing and getting better, you know, getting training still in some capacity and rehabbing what you need to. Oh, that's <laughs> sorry. I just saw I just saw a uh, headline that made me kind of laugh, even though it's not very funny. Uh, is it this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diego Sanchez says there's no proof of CTE. He doesn't believe it's a real thing. Mm. Well, let's address the elephant in the room. How is much it? rehab is John Jones going to have to go through? Oh, my goodness. 
goodness. Well, they, right here, as you mentioned that, this article says that his because of his history, mm-hmm. he jail could be time. finally serving jail time. I mean, at a certain rate. I'm surprised he hasn't tr- served jail time yet. I, I am too. I am too. It's just... He's just... What did Chael say? Police embarrassed John Jones during DWI arrest? He doesn't fully agree with how he was dealt with. I seem, It seemed like the next 30 minutes was kind of humiliating the guy who already copped to it. I realized that's not wonderful. This is a bad thing that he's going through. But my sense of it was John told the truth in three seconds. What are they doing here? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and that might be a saving grace long term. Could be. Yeah. But it, there was a weapon involved, wasn't there? Yeah, he was. They think he was drag racing and discharge, discharging firearms. And they found the casing. And it matched the gun, and it was just oh, like, okay, yeah, and it's his gun. Yeah, I think so, because no one else was in the car with him. Mm. He was talking to somebody on a pedestrian, mm-hmm. and then there's no mention of this pedestrian, like in any of the reports and all that stuff. It's just like they stopped him and started talking. Did to you him see these reports on him. Twitter? Or? I just read the the articles about it, but it, of what the um. You know when they put out the article about what the actual police are saying? It's not the yeah. police report, but right. they're quoting the phrases from the right, all that and all that cop speak that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's dude. Speaking of, do you have you remember uh, Louis C.K. his role in uh, the Parks and Recreation? Yeah, he plays the best cop ever. <laughs> In that, how he's always talking in like facts, he's always saying <laughs> times and things and locations. Oh, I loved that. That was such a good role of his. Sorry, tangents, man. Spiderweb, spiderweb. But John's John's should be stripped, and he should because I think I said that last year or something like that to the effect of if John continues to mess up, you have to just you have to just cut him off. You have to say, go away. And unless you're Dana White, then you probably won't. But anybody else would just, like, look, if this was an NFL player, like, mm-hmm. they're gone. Like, Josh Gordon's suspended again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Although just, he's working his way back into the NFL, but that's good. we're trying to. I think DC put it well. The UFC just needs to help him. Yeah. I think they need to just lay out a Take strict, a little bit of responsibility. strict guideline of you're going to follow these rules and expectations. You want to continue your MMA career. And here's what we're going to do to help. And if you can't meet these guidelines and expectations, 100%. then the first time that you don't, title's gone, yeah. you don't get a shot, and you're probably facing a two-year suspension. Kind of have to give him the death penalty. Yeah, you do. You do. Well, you know, without like being morbid, like the actual death penalty. I'm just talking about right of his career from like that. a career standpoint. Yeah. You have to lay it out on the line. Like this is it, dude. And who knows? Maybe he would be fine without ever fighting again. Yeah, maybe, probably yeah. would be. From you know, if he manages money right, and yeah, hopefully he's he's got a business or something. But I just, I think DC kind of put it, made a fair point. Is like, at what point? 
does the employer say, this is what we're going to do to help. You're going to follow orders or you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. At least, with, at, least, at least with us. Within the promotion, you don't have a job until further notice. Yeah. Or you, or you do all of this stuff to come back and... And then we can, yeah. we can move on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I was worried about this happening. I was actually listening to Ariel's podcast probably about a month ago. A little over that. A little, maybe a little longer than that. It was right... Actually, it was right before the... Um, His last fight. It was the week of fight week against... Um, oh, uh, Reyes? Yeah. I don't know if you saw on ESPN, but like the interview that Ariel had, it was the first time he'd talked with John since like, or mm. done an interview with John in maybe like two years, just to kind of catch up, see how lifestyles changed. And, you know, he kind of commented on, I've addressed a lot of that, but like when Ariel kind of asked the question, like, is the drinking thing like... You know, are you? And he's like, I still like to enjoy myself. Yeah, he was very straightforward. He about was pretty that. straightforward about it. He's like, look, I, you know, I work hard, and I, as long as I don't let it get in the way, then I feel like I can control. He says know. he's gonna live his life. You know, he's gonna live. Yeah, he's gonna live his life. Yeah. And he doesn't care what what other people think he should do. Yeah. So when I heard that, I'm kind of like, yeah. There's this tendency, there's a side to him that it's maybe he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, it's just who he is, and he's navigating it the best he can, anyways. Yeah. Which I mean, there's pro. I, I I'm sure there's a lot of fighters that face that. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's just just who's it, in the spotlight. Yeah, it's who's in the spotlight, and if you've once you've had one offense, it's just you've got a you've got a target or a spotlight on you, you know, you're being watched. Yeah. And especially, especially in a town like it's Albuquerque, right? Dude. I know. I can't, I, I think that that's just a, if it were LA, it probably would have, it'd probably be, and I, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but there's so many more celebrities in that area. Yeah. Like he just, so much I think he sticks, he around. might stick out like a sore thumb in a place like Albuquerque. Oh, for sure he does. And there's a ton of fighters out in that gym, right? There's a lot of very well-known fighters, but we're talking about John Jones. He like... Yeah, there's only one of the half face, a million one, people in the, in the entire city. You said a half million? Yeah. And, and what about the county? It sounds like it's about the size of Spokane. Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Las Vegas is 1.1 With mil. Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, not Las Vegas. Metro... It says population city estimate is 560 or 560,000. So it's maybe a little bit bigger than Spokane. Dude, if a John Jones level, like if Mike Chiesa was champion, reigning, like one of a kind champion. Never lost. Never lost. And he was rolling around Spokane. He wouldn't be able to go anywhere without anybody knowing. And, right. And talking and right. pointing and looking at right. him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, John just needs to smarten up and read his read the room, dude. Like you're, the, and maybe he likes it. Maybe that's part of the reason he stays there is he can be the famous celebrity, you know? Yeah. That goes everywhere. Yeah. Might like it. What do you say, man? 
Shoot. It's been... Uh, this was a solid episode. It was a pretty good episode, man. Because surprisingly, we were able to talk about enough stuff for a while that uh, hopefully we kept kept the audience engaged and kind of queuing in yeah, and how this whole COVID-19 situation is affecting not only our daily lives, but the sports, the sports world too. Yeah, it, it's, it's good to continue a sense of normalcy and just, you know, even though we don't have a whole lot of live events to talk about, like, it's still going to happen. We're still going to have a whole lot of action to show up. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully the, the next time, that, you know, maybe it's a couple of weeks from now, maybe it's, on, maybe it's a month, but hopefully we'll be able to talk about things getting back to normal. Yeah. Maybe that by that time, the draft is either about to happen or it does happen. And we can recap that as like, as the first like sporting event that was televised yeah. since, you know, since yeah. we all went into lockdown mode. Life resuming normal, normalcy. Yeah. So. All right. No, I, we, we'll, we'll keep everybody connected in this way. Yeah. We'll all come back to this. Absolutely. Well, episode 15, man, 15. in the books. What devoc? What devoc? Appreciate you putting together the notes, getting all this, all yeah, this man. squared away, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good episode. Absolutely. Making the cut with Corbin Trev. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Check us out on uh, social media. Yep. Instagram, Twitter, at Making Cuts. Stay super safe out yeah, there. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, be well, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys here soon. Yep. Cheers. Peace.